hello. Y'all doing okay? Oh, it's lovely to be able to see y'all. Um, so, as you know, it's an incredible privilege to be able to speak any Sunday. But for me, there's always something about Remembrance Sunday that just brings a real sense of thankfulness for, for our history and for what's gone before as well. So, you know, as we're going to continue with our series, no matter what, Jordan did an incredible introduction to it last week, didn't he? You know, what, what an incredible speaker he is as he introduced the series, but also focused on rejoice always. And if you haven't heard that, I would really encourage you to, to go online and just to, to listen to that. Great word, Jordan. Thank you for bringing that. So today we'll be focusing on we pray continually, pray without ceasing, and then the last in the series will be about giving thanks in all circumstances. So this 1 Thessalonians 5, um, there's a whole route of things to wrestle in it that you can take different aspects of and you can look at. And you know what I love about the Bible? Many things, I hear you say. Yes, many things. But I do love the fact that the Bible is a book that reads you. And sometimes we can come to read it academically. We can come to read it with familiarity. And and just even this verse, as we spend so long on just one or two verses, just really encourage you to let Jesus just, just enlighten you again with a freshness in his word, to just be able to bring again something to shine a light on something that just reads you in that situation that um, is, is completely and supernaturally God. Because sometimes you can read the same things over and over again and then sometimes you just see a revelation that you've never seen in it before. It's a living word. So as we come to spend time together, I just want us to just take a moment at the beginning um, just to honour Remembrance Sunday because it is an incredible privilege to be able to think about why we can worship in freedom, why we can live as we do. You know, with all the faults and failings that our country has, we have a free, independent, democratic nation that we live in. So let us just stand to our feet and just take a moment to just have a moment's silence and think of all those that have fallen in fighting for our freedom. Lord, we lift up all those that areas of war that are still happening around the world. God, we we thank you, God, for the freedom that we live in. And Lord, we just lift up now, now those that across our nation and globally that have been affected by the loss and the grief of war. God, we pray for those that continue to suffer with the effects of that. God, that you would bring peace and healing to them. God, we pray, Father, that you will just guide world leaders to peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
So obviously right across the country there will be um, times of just taking time to have some silence and a time of memorial and thought. And it can go across our, our culture, our lifestyles now, can't it? Just to stop and, and be silent and be still and not have your phone. <laughs> and it's quite a challenge to how our culture is to just stop. And today is actually a really good challenge to us for just really addressing how we go forward as we look at how we pray without ceasing. How can we pray continually? That even to stop for a minute to reflect all that has gone before and to appreciate the history of where we are now, it can really seem hard work sometimes just to stop, to breathe out. You know, there's that wonderful word in Psalms, isn't there? Sila. Stop. Pause. Breathe out. And as Psalms are full of that wonderful emotion of humanity, of highs and lows and, and depths of rejoicing and depths of despair, all together in the midst of each one. Sila. Pause. Be still. Breathe out. Do you know, as we, we have a, a think about what it means to be able to, to pray in this way, um, I just love Psalm 46. It says, be still and know that I am God. And never is that more important than when we're feeling that we are in the battlefields. <laughs> that when they are, that we have so much going on around that we just don't have time <clears throat> And I always remember one of the ladies, I don't know if you hear it so much, but we've been talking about this a lot the last couple of weeks with different people that I, I meet in my life. And um, I always remember she used to say to me, if the devil can't slow you down, he'll speed you up. <laughs> and I used to laugh and go, yes, that's so funny. Not really getting what she meant. <clears throat> but the reality is, is that if we don't take hold of that stop, be still. Embrace the peace of a situation that in all the storms that we live in. And um, it, was, it was great. We had a, an AOG day yesterday where we had different ministers get together. And our missions director was speaking. And I loved one of the things he said was, um, the storm is not your story. <laughs> I love a bit of alliteration as well, a few S's in there. But um, the storm is not your story. And I think when we're in that busyness, we forget that the piece of it is that Jesus is asleep in the boat because he knows it's all right. So as I was just praying, and to be honest, church, I was really praying and, and felt like I was quite wrestling with the word for this morning. And, um, and I'm going to really trust that there's going to be some very particular words for a few people in here. And one of them was, I just wanted to read the Beatitudes to you. And it just says this in Matthew 5. This is the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. 
Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And in that, the thing that really struck out to me that I think God would really want to encourage you with today is that blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Do you know, often when we talk about prayer, um, the vast majority of the time, you know, don't do enough of it. And you can have like, prayer and Bible reading are the two things out it that we always go, don't do enough of it. And then you kind of feel guilty because you're not praying enough or you're not reading your Bible enough or you're not spending enough time with God. And it becomes this kind of like duty that we're failing in. And um, I just want to go a little bit before in Thessalonians, before this verse, because I don't think there's any coincidence that God would put this slightly before the verse we're studying. And it says, therefore, encourage one another, build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Because we can think all the time we're failing, we're not doing it great, we're always falling, we're always making mistakes, we're always tripping up, our faith isn't, isn't being as great as it is, our Christian witness isn't what it should be, and it can all be like, oh, what's the point? What's the point? I'm just like, I'm not getting very far. And I just want to encourage you that you're doing better than you think you are. <laughs> You know, that in this very word where it says, just as in fact you are doing, encourage one another, build one another up. You know, there's enough negativity in the world, isn't there? But God calls us together in the house that we've been singing about to bring worship and praise and the reality of faith as to who we are as Christians. The fact that we have that very blood running through our veins that is meaning that we are the hope bringers. So even when you are poor in spirit... And whether you are in this room or listening to this at home, this is a very specific word for someone that you may be feeling like it is literally no point that you want to just be giving up. You are feeling so poor in spirit. What is the point of faith in the midst of all this? I don't get it. God knows and he is with you. You know, we talk about praying constantly and without ceasing as if it's like take off the hat as if that's another duty and embrace the facts that when you are poor in spirit, then in your weakness, let God be your strength. You know, when we look at Psalm 139, God is with you always. He's not with you part of the time or when you're on your best behaviour or when you think you're pleasing him. 
He is literally with you on your coming out, your going in, wherever you are. He knows everything about you. He knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. And he adores you. Absolutely adores you. Even when you wake, he is still with you. All the time. So very often we have this thing that praying without ceasing, it's like another duty, another thing we're failing at in, in Christian faith. I really want us to get rid of that idea completely. So I'd, I'd share a few things along my life's journey, short as it is in my youthful years. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I really was reminded of was when I was a, a newish Christian and I, I went off to a Bible college and we did three months intense Bible college study. And um, it, was, it was very disciplined, shall I say. And basically you lived by bells, so um, a bell would wake you up very early in the morning. You would get up, you would get dressed. Another bell would then go off. So that was when you had your quiet time. And that was 30 minutes where everybody in the whole place would be praying or reading the Bibles. And then there would be another bell that would go off and you'd be doing your chores. Another bell for breakfast. Another bell for when you had your seminars. And it went on throughout the day. So actually, you kind of quite get used to living by bells. It's like, be, you know, like school bells. It was literally like that. A school bell would go off and you'd be going, right, time to pray and all this. And, you know, which was great for discipline and I'm not knocking that. But actually that got so ingrained in me that I had to have 30 minutes of my quiet time. Sometimes praying isn't quiet, is it? So I don't know why we talk, call it a quiet time. But I had to have this 30 minutes first thing in the morning when I got up. And then when my life and seasons changed and I was really struggling to do that, I had like this incredible sense of failure about me. Oh my word, I'm not having my 30 minutes quiet time in the morning. I am such a rubbish Christian. I'm like, oh, God's going to be so displeased with me. And it really um, was a battle about how I had to see God and my relationship with him and how this verse, praying without ceasing, like, it all was like a big challenge that was going around my head. Now, don't get me wrong, having a set time, it can be really useful if your lifestyle uh, equips you for that. But then there are things that change, like when I was nursing and I was on shifts, like your work pattern's completely different. And then when children come along... They, they did not know that that was supposed to be the time when I was sat quietly reading my Bible and praying. I'm like, seriously? It was so funny. I mean, I remember like it was such a shock to the system. So I'd been youth pastor, literally had like, you know, loved it, absolutely loved doing all the youth, did that for about 10 years. And then I finished on the Sunday as in my official youth pastor role, we'd handed it on to a brilliant team. And then I had my baby on the Monday. So lots of, lots of uh, time to take off there for that leave. And um and oh my word, what a shock. She did not fit in with my routine. She didn't know that that was like the things I did. And my whole lifestyle really like 
caused this, how do I pray? How do I have time with God? It was a big challenge. Now, sometimes there are physical things that get in the way. Sometimes it is when we are feeling poor in spirit that we actually really struggle to pray. And it's not about putting guilt on that, oh, I should be, I should be. It's about how we can learn to rest in the fact that our incredible God knows exactly what we need. It says this in Romans, Romans 8. Let me just find where I'm reading from. So it says, in our weakness, the Spirit helps us. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. I'm going to say that again. Oh, I'm going all croaky. It says, the Spirit himself intercedes for us. The Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us. God himself intercedes for us in our weakness. Do you know, I know it's a big word, but basically that means God's praying for you. (laughs) So when you are feeling poor in spirit, God is literally praying for you. The Holy Spirit is praying for you. And he prays sometimes through wordless groans. When it is so deep that there are no words, then it's all right. Wordless groans. Sometimes there's no words. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. It goes on to say that Christ Jesus, who died more than that, was raised to life, is at the right hand of God. He is also interceding for us. Who shall be separated from the love of Christ? Trouble or hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him he loved us. I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Wow. Do you know, we're a funny breed, us humans, aren't we? You know, we think... We have to have our humanity so right. We have to think that we have to have it all together. And the whole time, God is just saying, I am with you. When you are weak and you are poor in spirit, literally Jesus and the Holy Spirit, two parts of the Trinity that God the Father has sent so that we can be empowered with them, are praying on our behalf. If you are struggling with prayer and you literally don't know what to pray, that is absolutely fine because you can just sit and rest in God. I honestly think the biggest wrestle is to actually make time to stop 
in the business of our day and actually sit in the presence of God. And whether we are actively praying for others or whether we are praying for ourselves or whether we are just praising God or whether we are sat totally in silence, knowing that God is praying for us. Seasons of life, ups and downs, ins and outs. <clears throat> you know, you may remember there was um, a, a preach that I did when we were in COVID and in lockdown. And God bless him, Dan, who is incredibly long-suffering with the team here, came out to um, <clears throat> a field near my house where that was my, like, prayer field and I would go on there and that was like if I was angry with God because he wasn't answering my prayers I would be taking the dog and I'd be like my dog would be walked all around this field and I'd be like going God what are you doing and I'd be like shouting and getting all my like disappointments out on him until like I just gave it him in the end and just went right you've got it now God and then there'd be other times when I'd just go and just celebrate the seasons and the beauty of everything that was around but then two things have changed and I love that field walk one there were some very naughty boys (laughs) that had some what they called four wheel things quad bikes that were like ripping up the fields that the the owner of it decided they'd had enough and they fenced my field off it's sadder than that. I know. So I'd like literally go. And then the other thing, which is actually sadder, was that my dog passed away as well. So I didn't have a dog to take my dog. Away. I know. Who knew that it was so painful when your dog dies? So these two things, like, actually really changed. Like, that was my, my thing that I did. I went on this field and it got completely changed. So I've had to relearn again, what is my place of comfort? What is my place of rest? Where do I go when I need to shout at God or when I need to just see the beauty in the fields? Life changes. Seasons happen. God is with us. All our comings out, our goings in. He knew us before we were even formed. And when I awake, he is still with me. Pray without ceasing. Sometimes it's as easy as breathing out and breathing in. Sometimes it's tougher and it's just silence. Sometimes it's the rejoicing. Sometimes it's the celebration. Sometimes it's the the war and the battle. And there are so many different things because we are human and our emotions reflect. And God knows and he goes before us and he is with us. Job 42 says this, My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. And there becomes a different revelation when we see things from that different perspective. When we have that time with God, where it just says, I once lived with rumours of you, but now I have it firsthand. Because then we don't have to be scared of when we are poor in spirit. We don't have to be living in fear. Psalm 112 says, I fear no bad news. Because when we can rest in God, our prayer is constant. And as the band just 
just come back up. One of the things that I was just really challenged with recently, I was reading, and obviously as Pentecostal church, we, we absolutely love the early church and Acts, where it talks about how the Holy Spirit came and, and equipped them. And it says they all joined together constantly in prayer. And this is a, a challenge for all of us as a church about corporate prayer. And this one academic said, Pentecostal churches have made prayer their main mission strategy. Pentecostal churches, with the belief of that incredible world-changing experience of the early church, have made prayer their main mission strategy of knowing that even whether you are sat in your room by yourself or corporately together, that God will change things in our world. And that's really challenged me. When am I meeting together with others to pray? Like this morning, we had a prayer breakfast up at Horwich. They've um, been praying before the service. In a couple of weeks, at the end of the month, we have our day of prayer and fasting. Really want to encourage you to come down and be together in corporate prayer. In life groups, pray for each other. In your teams, when you're serving together, pray for each other. When you're walking with somebody and a friend, I pray in coffee shops, I pray on the school playground, I pray when I'm walking the dog, I pray when I'm like just literally breathing. And sometimes I just stop and thank God that I don't have any words and he's praying for me. Can't get it wrong, church. We can't get it wrong. You're doing better than you think. So let us just stand together now as we just come back to worship our God. As I just pray for you. Lord, as we look at praying constantly... God, it sounds unachievable. In words, it sounds unachievable. But I thank you that you say, therefore, encourage one another. Build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. God, I pray that you will encourage our families here today. That, God, you will encourage with the joy of what prayer is. Talking to you, walking with you, doing life with you. That, God, you are constantly with us as much as our breathing out and our breathing in. God, I pray, Father, that you will help us to see things with your eyes from that different perspective. That, God, we will be able to stand in faith together and know as we come and we praise about a house of worship and praise here, that we are carrying that worship and praise wherever we go. God, I thank you that we come together here and we pray for healing and for miracles. But, God, I thank you that's not about the building, that's about us wherever we go. God, I thank you, Father. You say rejoice always, pray continually. I thank you, God. That is just breathing out and breathing in and walking with you in our seasons. Whether we are doing battle for things that are difficult and storms that are tough, or whether we are celebrating the joys of all good things. And God, I thank you, Father, that God, you are with us always. Jesus himself and the Holy Spirit interceding on our behalf. Church, I just challenge you, 
if Jesus was physically sat next to you, as that is promised, he is praying for you, how different would our prayers be? How different would our perspective be when we know that he is covering us in prayer and he's going before it. God, give us eyes to see as you see. God, to celebrate and to know that you are good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.